So let's go through them, and then we'll comment on them a little more. Um, there are, it, there's not just the, uh, the traditional ten precepts, but there's also um, the prelude to them, which are called the, the pure precepts, which are kind of like just a summary of the whole thing. These are Norman Fisher's um, words. The first one is, I vow to avoid all action that creates suffering. And the second is, I vow to do all action that creates true happiness. And the third one, I take refuge in the community of all beings, or the Sangha. And when we go to the, the actual grave precepts, they're the ones that we usually refer to, the ten precepts. They go like this, and they can be seen as a, an act of love. The first one is not to kill, but to nurture life. Not to steal, but to receive what is offered as a gift. Not to misuse sex, but to be caring and faithful in intimate relationships. Not to lie, but to be truthful. Not to intoxicate with substances or doctrines, but to promote clarity and awareness. Not to speak of others' faults, but to speak out of kindness. Not to praise self at the expense of others, but to be modest. Not to be possessive of anything, but to be generous. Not to harbour anger, but to forgive. Not to do anything to diminish the three treasures, but to support and nurture it. So there we have the sword and the giving of life. Mm -hmm. It's a skillful means. And then we have the ten clear, the ten clear mind precepts, which kind of just a variation or a commentary on the ones that went before. So in regard to killing, one who is committed to following the way lives with awareness. Such a person can never knowingly harm a single thing. I'm stealing. Everything belongs to us and nothing belongs to us but we don't take anything unless it is offered to us as a gift. On sex, there is no way to remain deeply in a relationship without complete honesty and openness. Four, our speech must be true and accurate and kind, otherwise we destroy with our words. On, on the uh, one on alcohol and drugs, to share spirits moderately with friends may be all right, but intoxication as a way to cope or relax, whether it be with substances or doctrines, creates confusion and unhappiness. A follower of the way creates wisdom from ignorance, does not criticise others mindlessly. This precept is very important in marriage, Norman Fisher says. We make an effort to be thoughtful and careful in our speech about others. In this way, we can love and be loved. The ninth one, a follower of the way maintains modesty, praises others, not self. This precept is also important in marriage. 
Please let each other know frequently how much you love and respect each other and why. The eighth one. A follower of the way shares freely, is not stingy. Since there is nothing we can possess, especially others, we approach the world and each other with open hands. A follower of the way dwells in equanimity, does not harbour anger or ill will. When there is anger, see it as anger, respect it, but don't keep it close. Try as much as you can to let it go. Try not to let a single day end with ill will between you. There is no justification for resentment. Remember this. And the tenth one, a follower of the way respects the Buddha, unfolds the Dharma and nourishes the Sangha. With the taking of these precepts, we express our vow to live a life that is in accord with the sacred nature of all that is. And um, just in closing, um, what's important, I think, in, in the practice of the precepts and how they're integral to our life, um, think of it as like where, where we practice is like concentric circles moving out wider and wider. And what, what's important to, to start in terms of how you actually practice this in your marriage or your relationship you know, or in your family? Um, and then secondly, how do you practice it within your sangha or your, your local community that you identify with? And thirdly, how do you then um, practice it in the larger world? Mm -hmm. It's important that we're actually starting right at the core, you know, of our most intimate relationships and working out. Um, as a psychologist, you get a window into people's relationships and families um, in an in a, um, unusual kind of way. And it's not unusual to say to come across a um, a very community-minded businessman, for example, who's charming to everyone and, you know, generous and kind and abuses his wife and children at home. Mm -hmm. Practicing the preset outwardly to create an image of... Um, a certain image of being a good bloke. Mm -hmm. But it's not actually being practiced where it, it's so important. And um, I'm, I'm sort of creating a more extreme version of it. But all of us potentially can be like that. And so what's important is that the precepts actually start um, in the bosom of our family, in the, in the centre of our intimate life, and they kind of move out from there. Then there's a kind of authenticity to it. Precepts are not something to beat ourselves up with, but they are skillful means. Um, and we kind of... We, sometimes we push up against them or they remind us. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we follow them with ease. It doesn't matter. There's various ways in which we relate to them, not just one. Mm -hmm. We fail at them. Mm -hmm. But they're really, um, they're really um, practices in mindfulness. Mm -hmm. In particular, they're, they're practices um, in the mindfulness of how we relate to others not just how we relate to ourselves in our everyday life and chopping vegetables or whatever. 
That's really just an extension of mindfulness. And one way of viewing the precepts is that just in our everyday life, in our interactions with others at work, driving the car, shopping, etc., um, the world is full of ignorance. The world is full of ignorant behaviour, self-centred behaviour. It's there all the time in us and it's there in others. Practising the precepts each, at each time where there's some kind of reactivity is an opportunity to turn ignorance into wisdom. That's the point of it. At any point where someone's being critical and reactive towards you and you don't follow it with a knee-jerk reaction, that's an opportunity to turn ignorance into wisdom. We get plenty of opportunity. Thank you.